Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino. Quick reminder for our listeners that during season three, we are recording these during social distancing, so the audio might be a little bit different. Today, my guest is Dr. Kelly Harrison. She is a clinical assistant professor of shelter med and surgery, and she works in BCOP. And we're going to let everyone know what BCOP is today. But before we get started, Dr. Harrison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here with you today. I am excited too, because I feel like shelter med has blown up in the past couple of years, and we could probably talk about shelter med for an entire series of podcasts. But before we get into that, can you tell us where did you get your bachelor's degree? Sure. Uh, Well, I got my bachelor's degree right here at the University of Florida. And what was your major? I did a bachelor's in animal science, and then I actually went on to do a master's of science. Um, right here at the College of Veterinary Medicine as well. Tell me why you, am I correct in assuming you wanted to be a veterinarian while you were getting your undergrad? That's correct, yes. So then why the master's before vet school? Great question. Well, um, as you probably know, and and many of the the students listening, if they're pre-vet, vet school's competitive. And um, I applied after undergrad and I didn't have quite the undergrad grades that were considered competitive. And so I wanted to, um, you know, improve my application and and be more competitive. What was your master's concentration? I did a master's of science in veterinary medical science, and I did a two and a half year research project working with the Operation Catnip program and trying to develop a new anesthetic protocol to be used specifically in that clinic. Oh, that's awesome. I like that it, you stuck with our college and vet med and got to make your master's around that. A lot of students think that they you know, should get a master's to help boost their GPA, and they never know what to do their master's in. Some students are anti-master's because they don't really know what it means, but knowing that you could do a master's in something that you're fascinated with and your future career is a great option for pre-vet students. Absolutely. It was I felt a tremendous advantage for me my first year in vet school. Um, One, I had been kind of affiliated at the vet school for, again, two to two and a half years. So I met a lot of people. I had great mentorship going into my very first day of vet school. And a lot of the coursework that I took as a graduate student paralleled really nicely with the veterinary curriculum. So it was, I felt a little bit ahead in that, um, while undergrad certainly prepares you for vet school, this master's for me, it was a really nice transition. Yeah, so I hear you saying that there were a lot of benefits to getting the master's. Can you speak to the students who are like, no, I have to get in right away. I don't wanna take time off. Two and a half years sounds like a lifetime. What would you tell those students? Yeah, I was that way too. And um, you know, it's everyone sort of has their tunnel vision on how this should go, right? We finish. Our, our undergraduate degree, and then we got to get into vet school, and then after vet school, we got to do X, Y, and Z, right? We all have it mapped out, and the reality is, and that's, you know, that's kind of life. You map it out one way, and it never goes exactly to plan, but I think in the end for me, this was, if I had to do it again, I would choose this way because my transition to vet school was so much easier, and I adjusted so much easier. Okay, so everyone heard that right here, <laughs> taking time to 
get a master's degree or even work, time off is not a bad thing, can help with your transition. You can meet a lot of great peers, mentors. It's a good move. It doesn't have to be your move, but it's a great option. Okay, so Dr. Harrison, tell me what does VCOP stand for? Sure. So VCOP, as we are affectionately known as, actually stands for the Veterinary Community Outreach Program. Your concentration is shelter medicine, correct? Correct. All of the clients and all of our patients come from local animal shelters or local rescue organizations. So how is VCOP different than working in a shelter? Great question. So VCOP is a unique entity here at the College of Veterinary Medicine, and we have a lot of moving parts as a program. So as I mentioned, our clients are local shelters, and we're often partnering with county organizations. And then we also work with local rescue organizations, which are a little bit different and that they're not run by the county, but they're typically private organizations or nonprofits that, you might have seen at PetSmart on the weekends pre-COVID. Those are most of our groups that do their adoptions there. And so we have two profiles of patients. We serve um, mostly dogs and cats in those shelters. And part of our our program, probably our most popular part of our program is is getting hands-on training for students and spay-neuter surgical training. We also actually take students and we visit these shelters and we visit our partners and we help them provide better care for animals in their shelter or under their care. And so that can be everything from helping them choose which vaccines would be most appropriate or if they're having trouble with um, specific disease outbreaks, we can help them kind of identify root causes and come up with an action plan. So it's all sort of one big group that works together on many different levels to get animals out of a shelter system, get them Um, healthy and ready for adoption, including spay-neuter surgery that are performed all by the the students on our rotation, and then ultimately get them adopted and into a a loving home for forever, hopefully. So before we talk about more like what is shelter medicine, we've talked about VCOP. It's a two-week rotation. My understanding is that there are certain things the students do on each day. So can you walk me through the week of a VCOP student on rotation? Typically what our first day looks like is a welcome to VCOP and some surgery demos. So we kind of start planning on day one that we're gonna throw our students into surgery on day two. And so many of the students that come to us have never had any type of surgical training and they've they've done a very minimal training. Um, There is some training in the sophomore year. We have videos um, that are instructional that we have our students watch. We talk about those things and then we actually go into surgery and we do a full day of our doctors doing surgeries right in front of the students, asking questions, teaching techniques, showing different ways of doing things. So that's day one. So for us, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are going to be surgery days both weeks. And then um, our first Friday and our second Monday of the rotation, we actually take our students on site to our shelter partners. And so what students are able to see are different challenges 
and also some similarities between shelters that are in different parts of Florida. And they're all surrounding counties. We also have a working relationship with Alachua County, which is our, our home shelter. And there are some significant differences between the partners that we have in VCOP and our county shelter, and also um, some, some big similarities. And so we talk about that and we try to compare and contrast. And depending on where you are, um, you might have to approach things a little bit differently. We first go and see them in their shelter setting. And that's really valuable because if you, if you compare being in general practice, um, sometimes it can be difficult to work through why an animal is sick or doesn't feel well or is not thriving if you're not in their environment. And so we take students to their environment and we identify those, those um, problems and we try to fix them. So many great opportunities for students because right, we said surgery, so they are doing surgeries. I've heard, I heard one student say, I mean, Dr. Cynthia Kathir, who's been on our podcast, who is like surgery queen, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, a ton of surgeries in VCOP. Um, Y'all do allow that you allow the students to, to do a lot, so they get that surgical experience. They also get I, I kind of want to call it an opportunity to see health disparities. So if we're taking them physically to mm -hmm. the shelters, Dr. Kyle Donnelly was on the podcast, and we were talking about ZooMed and how there's kind of like this colonization issue where veterinarians or doctors kind of drop into an area they do something and then they leave, but they don't really learn what that area is like. And so for y'all to take the students to the shelters to mm -hmm. see what those animals experience, that's mm -hmm. a great opportunity for the students to approach that case differently. Absolutely, and that's a big focus of us in VCOP and that we wanna make this a comprehensive experience. We're certainly known for um, the hands-on training and our, our surgery training and the students involvement. Our students, when they're on our rotation, they are the only surgeon. They are, they are scrubbed in on their patient and we are there to help them. But we also try to tie in, why is there such a need for spay neuter and what's happening in our community? And we try to expose them and you know kind of open their eyes to some real world challenges that are happening right here in Alachua County or in our neighboring counties. It can be a very eye-opening experience to go to a shelter that's 30 minutes away from one of the biggest shelter medicine programs in the country and see significant challenges. And um, without taking them there, it's hard to describe that. Can you go ahead and tell me maybe top three to five issues that we see in shelters that you don't see with an animal that you've just owned from like start to finish? So what are the things that really are hard for shelters? What are their specific issues? Sure. I mean, I think one that can be very overwhelming for students on their first visit that if they haven't stepped foot in a shelter before, they don't know a lot about shelter medicine. The one thing that can kind of hit you right when you walk in the door is the sheer number of animals that are in shelters, right? So we have as a country significant issue with overpopulation. So there's too many animals and not enough homes. Shelters are innately a stressful place. There's lots of animals, there are lots of scary noises, there are lots of scary smells, and there are lots of people that these animals aren't accustomed to. And so we see um, a fair amount of um, common diseases. We walk our students through in many of our visits, we never know what we're gonna see in our shelters. So we can, we can make some guesses and there's certainly things that we see routinely. Um, we have 
most of our shelters have, they struggle with upper respiratory infections in cats. And so we spend a lot of time on that. And we know that there's a relationship between stress and upper respiratory infections in cats. And so cats and shelters are super stressed. And often, you know, shelters have high turnover of staff and they don't have enough staff and they have a ton of animals. And so it's really, um, it's really a challenge for them to tackle some of these big ticket items that we see commonly. We see a lot of behavior issues in shelters as well. And so that's also multifactorial. veterinarians, what kind of personality do you think makes a shelter med vet? You have to be compassionate. I think anybody wants to be a veterinarian, that's, that's kind of innate. But I think you have to have compassion and you have to, you have to be sort of creative and almost an out of the box kind of thinker. Um, one of the things I really like to do on our rotation is challenge students to come up with plans for animals when we're in our shelters and or I show them our budget. So in contrast to being in general practice or maybe even being at our teaching hospital, you have client owned animals coming in and they're gonna have variability when it comes to finances, but there's usually some degree of finances attached um, that you can make, there's some room to make some decisions and you're gonna prioritize that. Often when we're in shelters, we don't have very many dollars attached to what we're trying to do. And so we have to kind of cater our plan and cater our choices to to the animal in front of us and to our situation around and so one of my favorite things to do and i'm going to give this away if you guys are ever on clinics with me but we'll go into our shelters and i'll say here we have a sick animal what do you want to do and most students will respond with i want to do a cbc chem which is full blood work i want to do chest x-rays i want to do abdominal ultrasound I want an MRI and I say, look around. I say, do you see any of those here? So what can we do right now for this patient with our tackle box full of, you know, kind of basic supplies? And our goal is to provide high quality care in a very resource limited environment. Wow, such a good experience for veterinary students and pre-vets what I would challenge you to do before you get to vet school and have opportunities like this. Maybe volunteer or get paid experience in different types of clinics so you can already start to have different training experiences, different opportunities to think about cases differently. Because if you spend all of your time in one location, you're really only learning how that location does things. And when our students get to go into these different shelters, experience different levels of income for every situation, they get to think differently. And that's, that's, that's exactly what you wanna put in your toolbox is different options. Dr. Harrison, we always ask our guests to provide some advice for pre-vet students. So what advice do you have for our audience? If you are determined to become a veterinarian, to never lose sight of that, regardless of how your first application goes or your first interview goes, or maybe even the second, or maybe even the third, because we've all been there, <laughs> don't get discouraged, stay on track have a positive attitude. And if your path changes, like it probably will, mine certainly did. And looking back, I realize I am where I am today because of those changes in my path. And I know how valuable those changes were. And was it my preferred plan? No. Did I want to get into vet school in the first try? Yeah. 
but I didn't. And so my, my plan changed, but I maintained a good attitude and I felt like there was a purpose for that. And there definitely was. I just encourage you to not get discouraged if your, your pathway changes and that's okay. And I would um, welcome it if I were you. Great, great advice. Keep a positive attitude, everybody. Keep an open mind. Be willing to move with the change because it might end up landing you your dream job. I want to thank Dr. Harrison for being on the podcast today. And I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.